You're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. Okay, I'm the coolest. My name is Pastor Floyd Hughes from Crossroads Community Church of Jefferson Hills, and with me as always is Pastor Mark Berkshire with Meadow Run Community Church in Ohio Powell, Pennsylvania. And before we get started, uh, we'll do it at the beginning this time, we forgot last time. Uh, so we always like to share, here's what we are preaching on um, this Sunday. So Mark, what are you preaching on? I will be preaching on uh, getting it right. Um, it, it is a series I'm going to be doing, a short series on Easter. Uh, starting with this Sunday, it will be um, The Journey to the Cross, is what the whole series is called. And it's all about getting Easter right. What we have what Easter is supposed to be, what Easter is, and what Easter should be. So that's what I'm going to be speaking on. Now, I'm going to be preaching out of uh, Mark chapter 14, where Jesus is anointed at Bethany, and uh, I titled it Putting Jesus First, because that's what the church has to do, because the woman who anointed him with the perfume didn't worry about the cost, didn't worry about the people that were bad-mouthing her and talking about her. She just wanted to come worship Jesus, and she was willing to do it regardless of what others said. And the church just has to get back to making Jesus a priority and putting Jesus first. Now, do you know um, what scripture you're going to be using for Easter, for your Easter service? I do. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, that's not the right one. I am going to be using, as far as I know, it will be, um, I'll be jumping off of Ephesians 2.4. And then I have a couple other ones in there. First Peter um, 1 Peter 1.3, 1 Peter 3.8. First, or I mean, John eleven twenty five. It's it's going to be what the resurrection leads to. You know why why was the resurrection so important, and what was the purpose of the resurrection? Yeah. So, and the only reason I'm asking this is because we may not do. Maybe we will, but we just in case we don't get another podcast out before Easter, um, so people we will probably know. won't. I think yeah. the podcast is scheduled for the week after Easter. Yeah, so we we won't get another one out. So that's why I'm throwing this out now. Um, I'm going to be Mark 16. We'll be finishing up Mark uh, yeah. and the sunrise service. Jesus has risen. Uh, we do a sunrise service, and we'll talk about Mary going out to the tomb. But then at our regular, uh, instead of 1037, we'll move our regular one back to 1107 uh, since we're going to be there at our sunrise service early. We usually follow that with food because we do everything with food. 
after the sunrise service we'll do at 1107 um same title jesus is risen but like but like you i'm going to focus on uh what should we be doing because of that if that's true and uh really focus on uh i think it's verse 15 that says you know it's it's the first great commission that the early church heard of since Mark was written before Matthew, and it was go share the gospel with everyone in the world. That That's yeah. pretty much what we're supposed to do. If the resurrection is real, if Christ has truly risen, this is uh, that should be our focus uh, as Christians and as the church, which brings us to today's topic. Last time we talked about salvation, uh, this time we're going to be talking about evangelism and uh we always start by whenever we're talking about a topic by defining it because everyone has different understandings of you know different biblical terms based on how they were brought up culture yada 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 so when you think of evangelism what's the what's the thing that comes to mind evangelism to me is um what what comes to my mind is living out jesus living out Christ. So it means that evangelism is sharing what Christ has done for you or for me. Um, and that should be not just with words, because anybody can say anything, but it should be with our actions, our thoughts, what we do in private even when no one's looking, is all part of what I consider evangelism. It's getting the word out to others around us by word, action, and deeds. So that's, um, just so you guys know, whoever's listening, we don't really rehearse this stuff. We just yes. throw stuff at each other. Um, and the reason why it's so in sync is because that's just the way God made us. That's why he's my brother from another mother. So, um, when I think of evangelism, I think, and I keen on what you said, um, telling people, here's what Jesus has done for me, but also treating people that way, living it out. If I'm telling people, here's what God has done in my life, but at the same time, I'm cursing people out. I'm hating on people because they disagree with my political beliefs or uh, criticizing them for whatever then you're not really living it out. So it's it's it. There has to be a words match uh, the living, or as I think James put it, you know, if you don't have the deeds that match up with the words, then your faith is really dead. There's no sense telling people you're a Christian if you're not living for Christ uh, and like Christ. But now here's here's the thing. I want to highlight some things that evangelism is not, and you can chime in. Before you do that, let me put in a shameless plug. Pastor Floyd has written two good books about evangelism. Um, the first one was Act, Act Like an E-Christian. And the second one is the uh, ABCs of Evangelism, I think it's called. Evangelism, easy as one, two, three. Um, that's that's one I was about to read out of right now because it it starts with, what evangelism is and what it isn't. And unfortunately, 
um, a lot of people have, they, they hear the word evangelism and they're afraid of it because the church has created this concept where if you haven't taken this six-week class and, and gone through this discipleship course, you're not doing evangelism and that's not biblical. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with churches that do that, but I'm just saying that's not biblical. That's not what the Bible defines evangelism as. So, right. uh, so the first thing, and this may be controversial, um, evangelism is not leading people to Christ. Uh, I know that sounds counterproductive to what we're saying, but some churches have it where, hey, you're only doing evangelism if you are praying with someone and leading them to Christ and pray with them, uh, that's evangelism. And that's nowhere in the Bible. The Bible doesn't define evangelism as praying with someone and leading them to Christ in that way. And, and let me add to that, none of us leads anyone to Christ. Um, I'm going to get in trouble, but there's no such thing as a sinner's prayer. It's not in the Bible. There's no such thing as a sinner's prayer. Um, and so we need to get that. And we've been taught that, that if you come down to the altar, you say the sinner's prayer, you're saved. That, there's no such thing as a sinner's prayer. That's not evangelism. Uh, wholeheartedly not. Uh, and again, I'm not saying there's anything wrong if someone says, pray this with me and do it. No. Part of me wants to say there's something wrong with it because it's not in the Bible, but I won't say that. Uh, but I will say it's not as just like Mark said, it's not in the Bible. That's not what the Bible tells us to do. And here's the other thing. Evangelism is not inviting someone to the Sunday celebration. No. That's good church outreach. We should do that. We should invite people if we're really, you know, enjoying uh, the messages and getting equipped to do what God has called us to do there. We should invite other people. Uh, but that's not evangelism. Nowhere in the Bible does it say evangelism is when you invite people to the Sunday celebration. Again, nothing wrong with inviting people to that, but that's not evangelism because, again, we're going with the definition of evangelism is telling people about Christ and living it out. And I see you get ready to jump it. Go ahead. Go ahead. What were you going to? I'm sorry. I lost you a little bit. Did you ask me something? Oh, no, I said you looked like you were getting ready to say something. That's why. Okay. No, it's because my internet went. Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, so it's not inviting people to the Sunday celebrations. It's also our spaghetti fundraisers and Easter egg hunts are not evangelism. Right. Just because you're holding an Easter egg hunt and 500 kids from the community show up that's not evangelism. That's community outreach, which great, good, you know, and we can do a whole other thing on whether or not people should have Easter egg hunts. That's a whole other discussion. I could yeah. care, I don't care if people have an Easter egg hunt. And let me add one more thing that is not evangelism that most churches consider evangelism. Revival is not evangelism. Just because you're having a series of services and calling it a revival is not necessarily evangelism. 
Revival is for the church, for the believer. It is not for the unsaved. You can bring unsaved and hope they get saved, but that's not the purpose of a revival. All right, so um, there are, like Mark was saying, and this shameless plug, I just wrote um, three books that I just put out on evangelism, one for adults, one that my niece helped me write. The one for adults, evangelism, easy as one, two, three. It's not meant to be like gimmicks or, mat or metrics. To It's just meant to make evangelism what God intended it to be, simple and easy, and it's something that the church does. Um, the second book is called Evangelism as Easy as ABC. And it's, I wrote that with my eight-year-old niece. It's a smaller, much thinner book, uh, chapter book for children, probably age, you know, nine, 10 through 12, uh, that talks same thing. Here's three things that you can do uh, in order to share what God is doing in your life with others. Uh, and the last one, um, is not out. I thought I would have it out by now. It's called The Evangelism ABCs. It's the exact same principle, but it's a picture book for children that parents can read to their children. Uh, my goal was to have the whole, all three out bundled to get out for uh, parents and families throughout Lent, but my illustrator on the picture book is not in line with my timeline. So the other two are out. They're on Amazon. And uh, hopefully by the end of, uh, if not this week, next week, they'll be available in more other places, Barnes and Noble online and uh, Apple books. But, uh, and hopefully the picture book will be out by then. But they all have the same premise that evangelism is not something, we make it so difficult, the church. Yeah. Um, and yet, in that book that Mark mentioned, Act Like an E-Christian, uh, I listed in there, I think, 20 different times from the book of Acts where the church just exploded. Whole towns or families or villages came to know Christ, and it was not the result of anyone doing a spaghetti fundraiser, not the result of anyone leading anyone to prayer, and not the result of uh, anyone taking a six-week discipleship course. It was just people going out and sharing here is what God has done in my life. And then other people responding to that. And as Mark said, they didn't lead them to Christ. They just said, here's what God has done. And uh, kind of God did the rest. He did the work in their heart that needed to be done. And, and you know, when, I, when someone comes to me and says, I'm really looking at, I need to receive Jesus. I don't lead them in a prayer. I say, you pray and you tell God what you want him to do. Because that's what it's about. It's a personal relationship. It's not my relationship with God. It's your relationship with God. And I'm just introducing you. You tell him what you want. And one of the examples I use in the uh, Evangelism Easy as one, two, three book and I think I used it in the children's book, is the woman by the well mm -hmm. didn't take a six-week course, didn't go through discipleship training, just went back to the townspeople and said, come see Jesus. 
He told yeah. me all this stuff about my life. She didn't even go into detail about what he told him. Just said, come see the man who told me all this stuff about my life. Isn't this the Messiah? Isn't this the person we've all been looking for? Come see what God has done for me. That's it. Two sentences. Whole town came out. But then their response was, hey, we came out to hear him because of you. But now we believe because of what he's told us ourselves. We, we made that connection ourselves. So uh, wholeheartedly, uh, evangelism isn't us, you know, making that prayer with people. It is us just being willing to tell people, here's what God has done in my life. And part of the problem in the church, not only have we overcomplicated it, we haven't simplified it and made it that simple for people to understand. Go tell people what God has done for you. People will go tell, here's, here's what I won at the lottery. Hey, I won 50 bucks at the lottery. Here, I found this thing on sale. Here's what I just bought off of Amazon. We'll tell people everything in our lives, but we won't go tell people, here is what God has done in our lives. Yeah. And it goes a little bit on what I'm going to be talking about on Sunday is when have, when, when has the idea that being a Christian and being called by God be a Christian and tell others, when has the church decided it's an easy place or it's an easy thing, you know, or a safe place? Um, we don't, we don't tell people about Jesus because we're afraid of one offending them. Um, or two, we're afraid of them offending us. Those are the two things. We've made it very selfish instead of turning it to the one it's supposed to be turned on, Jesus Christ. Yeah, and I saw someone post this online, and I was like, wow, they hit the nail on the head. If we truly believe that Jesus is worth singing about, and worshiping on Sunday, then he should be worth telling others about on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Yeah. I mean, if if we're if you know we're singing how great is our God and all these songs and worshiping him, then we should be willing to talk to others and tell them the same thing that we were just singing about. And if we're not, like you said, because of fear, if we're that afraid, then there's something wrong with our understanding of who God is. Yeah. I didn't get permission to share this, so I'm not going to use names, but I know someone that said, well, I've been raised in the church. I've been a Christian since I was like five years old. I don't have a good story to tell. I've lived my life. I've never smoked. I never drank. I never did anything wrong. I never stole. I never, you know, did anything. I don't have a story to tell. And my answer to this person was, yes, you do. You have a story to tell because what is God doing for you every day of your life since you gave your heart to Jesus? And if there's nothing that you can show for that, then go back and say, Lord, did I really give my heart to you in the first place? I mean, I would think if you can say, hey, I haven't, stumble down the path of alcohol drugs drinking or whatever because of jesus that's your story it doesn't exactly. have to be a, a you know 
I was a war gangster, drug addict, whatever, you know? And I think we froze. I think we froze, sorry. Um, there we go. Um, and, and I think, I, I maybe this is the skeptical side of me. I think some people that have those tremendous stories of how they were saved out of drugs and alcohol, some of them are very, very genuine and very sincere. But I, I kind of question some of them because you look at their testimony and then you look at their life actions. Have they really changed? Are they just self-absorbing? Okay, I can see this is getting me some attention, so this is what I want. So we have to be careful in, yeah, in how I, we, you know, do it. I, I see a lot of people um, on TikTok, which may be going away soon. We have no idea. Although I was kind of angry because someone posted a video of a guy in the White House with Joe Biden on TikTok saying yeah. happy St. Patrick's Day. I'm like, dude, I thought this was like national security. It's not making sense. In any case, uh, I see a lot of people who will post videos on TikTok saying, hey, you know, and their profile will say I'm a Christian, used to be this, now a Christian, but only a part of their life changed. So they'll say I used to be a you know drug addict, but I'm now a Christian. And they don't do drugs, but they still curse people out uh, they still do a lot of questionable things that right. are not God honoring. Or they say, I used to be an alcoholic, but now I've been sober three years. Okay, you've been sober three years, but you're still doing a lot of activities that are not God honoring. So, um, yeah, I, I think a lot of people, like the Bible says, will come up with false testimonies, false stories, false prophets, uh, doing it for money, for attention. Uh, and all that stuff, because they'll gain a, a, a large following. And of course, as they get a large following, then they get people, you know, giving them money to advertise for them. Yeah. But um, I think as we've said over and over, it's not about money. It's not about whatever. One of the main reasons we do this is to help people and to reveal God's right. word and to reveal God's truth. Right. Uh, but I, I, I do think you're right. There are a lot of people who can be misled by that. Yeah, and and that makes the person that doesn't have that kind of a testimony less willing to share what God's done to them because they don't see that their life has meant anything. Like the person I was talking about, because they, well, what have I done for Jesus? Because I've been a Christian all my life. Yeah. So and, and there, there's a lot to that. There's a lot to unpack in that. But, you know, genuine is what is the word, I guess, the key word we're looking for. You yeah, know? because they've made they've made sharing your testimony. It has to be this bad or ugly thing. Yeah. That God brought you out of. Uh, and one of the chapters in the book, and it's a really short book, uh, I think it's like 799 is like you can read it in like 25 minutes. Uh, one of the chapters in the book, Evangelism Easy as One, Two, Three, talks about the fact that one of the things in order to evangelize you have to do is be willing to share 
the good, the bad, or the ugly of what God has done in my life. That could be the good. Here's the good thing that God has done for me. If that good thing is only, I haven't had a drink in three years, that's it. Don't have to, uh, well, I was, I was, you know, broke and homeless and in prison and in jail. No, I just haven't had a drink in three years. That's all due to God. Thank you, Jesus. If the good thing is uh, I've had a, a, a steady job for the last five years, that's a good thing. Thank you, Jesus. It doesn't have to be a bad thing or an ugly thing. And if it is a bad or ugly thing, uh, you have to pray about whether or not that's something God wants you to share. Yeah, because there's some things that God just doesn't want you to share. Yeah. Yeah. I know even as a pastor, there's been times I've had things in my notes to share at the pulpit and i get a nudge in the holy spirit that says don't do that one yeah 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 it says just skip over that paragraph yeah exactly (laughs) but yeah that's that's the whole idea is to pray first i think the first first step pray about it um that yeah because not everyone wants to even talk to other people uh, I'm an introvert. I don't enjoy talking to people I don't know. Um, so I really have to pray and like, all right, God, you 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 got to make this happen because there's no way I'm going to do it on my own. And over the years, he has. I'm still an introvert. I'm just now more receptive to when God says, yeah, go ahead and talk to this person or share this or or whatever. Normally, yeah. someone comes up and try to talk to me if I don't know them. I'm trying to, how can I wrap up this conversation and just get out of it? Um yeah. So prayer, first first aspect, but then be willing to share, uh, even if it's just good stuff. It doesn't have to be dark, you know, dreadful, ugly. You know, you used to be a, a criminal warlord or a gangbanger or whatever. It yeah. could be. It could be. Uh, there's one guy I forget uh, his name. He's a Christian hip hop artist, and he made a whole song about it, about the fact that his he his, his testimony is not about shooting and criminality and whatever his testimony is hey i grew up in the church had both parents take me to the church uh from i was a kid i was known as that church kid in the church uh i've never uh did any criminal things i've never uh gotten drunk or gotten high that's my testimony thank you jesus and i know this is because of god in my life and that i mean it's a better song than the way i described it but that's his testimony yeah yeah and and, you know, it used to be, when I was growing up in the 70s, evangelism was always thought to be, you go up to somebody and say, do you know where you're going if you die tonight? You know, that, and that's a good approach, okay? But, you know, you scare somebody to death jumping out at them and asking them that question, what, are you going to kill me right now? You know, that was the whole idea. But... And, and that's that's just it. Not everyone is cut out to just go up to strangers and ask them, do you know where you're going to spend eternity? That's not everybody's, you know, everybody's calling. Um, and the, the, I think, as I said last week in my, my sermon, um, our behavior speaks more and speaks louder than any word that we could say. 
So we need to make sure that our our behavior, as if, if they if you're calling yourself a Christ follower, and your behavior isn't adding up to what you say you are, then why should anyone listen to us? Yeah, you know. So part of I think the biggest part of evangelism to me is more our actions than our words. Yeah, are we living how, out how we live out Jesus? Yeah. It's it's uh, the Christ in us, not us in Christ. It's the Christ in us. Right. But I, I do want to go back to something you said because a lot of people think that evangelism is the is the fire and brimstone. Uh, if you don't accept Jesus, you're going to hell. That 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 part. And and again, that may be a truth, but that's not evangelism. And not once throughout the entire book of Acts will we see the explosion of the church where time after time, whole cities, whole villages, whole you know, families come to know Christ, was it because if you don't do this, you're going to hell? Not once. It is not given as an example of how we are supposed to introduce people to God, because if we do that, we're only given one aspect of, of, of God's truth, right. right? Yeah, that's true, but you're not talking about the fact that he died for our sins out of his love for us. Uh, you're not talking about the, you're not giving them a whole picture of who God is. So um, I think that's key is, don't use fear as an aspect to try to bring people to God. Fear and condemnation as an aspect to try to bring people to God. Normally, when you read about that, especially in the Old Testament, God uses that as an aspect for his people, not for people who don't know him, but for his people to say, hey, you guys aren't getting this right, and there are going to be consequences if you don't. So that's more of a hey for us thing than it is an evangelical aspect. Yeah, we, we can't guilt anyone into accepting Jesus. Yeah. You know, um, I, I tell people all the time, I'm, I'm just like everybody else. I, I get angry. I get upset. There's things that come out of my mouth that shouldn't come out of my mouth in anger. And I'm just like everybody else. So I, I'm, I'm just as guilty as the next person. The only difference is the blood of Jesus has covered my sin. And, you know, that doesn't mean it's right for me to be that way. But it means that God takes us and uses Peter. Peter was one of the guys, like I was just telling Floyd before we started, you know, in Matthew 16, God or Jesus is walking down and he says, who do you say I am? And Peter says, you're the Christ, the son of, of God. And um, Jesus said to him, you know, that's good. I'm glad you said that because you didn't say that because it was taught to you. You said that because the Father in heaven revealed it to you. And on this rock, I'm going to build your name's Peter. And on this rock, I'm going to build this church. And then in the next breath, Peter rebukes Christ 
for saying that he had to go to Jerusalem and die and suffer and, and be raised again. And he said, no, Lord, you'll never have to do that. No, not as long as I'm here, you're not going to do that. And Jesus looked at him in the same breath that he just called this man the, the rock that he's going to build his church on. He says, I'm going, get behind me, Satan, because you're not thinking of God. You're thinking as of a man. Hmm. So we need to realize that we will stumble, we will fall, we will have our days. But if we live our lives in such a way that Christ is glorified every day, then we can be we can be true evangelists. So I am going to ask, uh, since as we wind this down, um, and again, we don't practice this stuff, so we come up with it as we're going along. Uh, so I don't have anything in my head right now um, either. Uh -oh. But um, <laughs> no, I'm just going to ask us because, like I said, like we said, we probably won't do another podcast before uh, Easter Resurrection Sunday. So one minute. Resurrection Sunday sermon. Uh, okay, and I don't have anything in my. Head. I don't. I don't either. <laughs> the only thing I, I'm, I'm going to focus on why we, how we should live because of the resurrection, is my, I think, going to be my focal point. Um, why was the resurrection so important? It was important because one, God said it was going to happen in the Old Testament. And if Jesus didn't raise from the dead, if he didn't come out of that grave, then we're just following another prophet. We're like Buddha or Muhammad or whoever and all of this is in vain all of it is just talk to make us feel good but if the resurrection really happened as the bible says it happened then we have a heavenly home to look forward to that is beyond anything that this earth could ever offer us and we have the truth of true life through the blood of Jesus and victory over death. No Christian, there's not a Christian walking on this earth that should ever fear death. We should never fear death because Christ has already won the victory over death. And if we are his children, if we are his, we have the victory over death as well. We will fall asleep and wake up in the arms of Jesus. That is what death is to us. But to many, death is just the end of life. But we have something more to share. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I'm... that was longer than a minute. 
<laughs> no, 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 but but definitely worthwhile. Um, I'm I'm just gonna say what Mark said. In, uh, that we shouldn't fear death, but we also have a mandate of how we live. And one of the priorities that we have to have in the way we live is that we have to go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. We have to go tell others, here's what Jesus has done in my life. That is the only reason the church is still here. If the resurrection is true, which it is, Jesus appeared yeah. over and over uh, you you would have to deny too many historical, factual things to say that it didn't happen, whether you agree with it or not. And if it is true, then we have one mandate, one job, and that's to tell people in the world, here is what Jesus has done for me. Doesn't have to be big, bold, bad, or ugly. It doesn't have to be long, but that is our job. That's why the body of Christ exists. We can build wells, we can build hospitals, we can take on all these social reforms, but if we're not telling people that there is a God who loves them and sent his son to die for them, then we are wasting the reason why the church exists. We're here to share the gospel. And, and, and share it not only in word, but in action as yeah. well. Yeah, if we're not going to treat people like there is a God who loves them and died for them, then don't bother telling them that. Yeah, yeah. What was Saint Saint Francis of Assisi said that share Jesus and sometimes use words, something like that. You know. Yeah. Um. I, I think I agree one hundred percent with one hundred percent. All right. So uh, as we close, I'm going to ask, as usual, Mark, uh, can you pray for us? Yeah. Father, we do thank you for your mercy and for your goodness and for your love and for sending your son, Jesus, to come and to die on the cross for us. But you didn't leave him on that cross and you didn't leave him in the grave. He came out and he rose victorious so that we could have life. And as Pastor Floyd has said, we are to share that with everyone around us give us the boldness and the uh, strength and the uh, diligence to share with those in our circle of influence jesus christ living in us and through us so that they see jesus alive and Lord, we just ask that you'd help us to be the evangelists that you have called us to be. And we just ask now that you'd be with us through this Easter season as we celebrate the greatest day in the Christian's life, hmm. Resurrection Sunday. Help us to really realize that this is truly what it is all about and help us to share that message with those around us in jesus name amen 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 and i'm gonna add this shameless plug again uh if you cannot afford 
these books, uh, the one Evangelism Easy as One, Two, Three for Adults or Evangelism as Easy as ABC for Youth and Children. And it has questions for your children to discuss with you if you can't afford them. I think the ebooks are $2.99. Uh, but if you can't afford them, message me, reach out to me. I will send you a copy. I am more, I want you to have the information more than I want to have the money from the sales of books. So uh, message me. And um, again, you can look for them along with uh, a lot of the books Mark and I have put out are all on Amazon. It's my puppy barking because the mailman is here. Uh, uh, but they're all available on Amazon. Uh, the other one, the uh, Unwrapping Christ at Christmas, which obviously some people are not interested in right now. But then the other one, Faith Responders Presents 21 Days of Spiritual Renewal. All of them are available on Amazon. And as always, if you cannot afford them, reach out to us and we will send you a copy. Yeah. And, and as always, also, if there's anyone that hears this podcast, stumbles upon it or however and you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life uh, I think especially at today's podcast we'd be remiss to say reach out to us we'd love to talk to you about this friend we have in Jesus and we'd also if you hear it you don't need us just ask Jesus to come into your life right now right where you are but let us know that you have so that we can rejoice with you and with that i turn it back over to you <laughs> all right i think with that uh we're done all right.